This is Simon Torres, Arsenal supporter of Charm City Gooners. You are listening to the DU Football Show, and I'm here to tell you that it could be worse. You could be an Everton fan. I don't know. Uh, we got to win this weekend. You didn't. I mean, they didn't lose. Yeah, but they didn't win. I know Rob's not drinking Malort. I'm I know not. I'm not drinking Malort. I know I'm not drinking Malort for huh. once. I wonder who's <laughs> drinking Malort tonight. Chelsea. Is it, is it Young Hot Freshness? I think it's Young Hot it's Freshness. Young Hot Freshness. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by three common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston. Uh, Mr. Graham is away on paternity leave. So as always, we are joined again by Hiram. Hiram, how you doing, sir? I'm doing lovely. How you doing today? Yeah, I mean, I mean, how lovely can you be doing? You don't know how to fucking score goals. Look, man, <laughs> we're trying, okay? Oh, yeah, <laughs> trying goes a long way in the Premier League. Yeah, especially the very uh, calm, supportive fans of Chelsea. They they like trying, oh trying. <laughs> you know, if they don't really... score next week, there's no goal of the week. Yeah, I mean, goal of the month. Yeah, goal of the month. This well, they got to do it in the uh, League Cup. They got to score in order to have a uh, goal of the month, or else they don't have a goal of the month. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also joined by Robbie as well. Rob, how are you doing, buddy? Hello, sir. It's good to see you again. Good it's been you like last yeah. season, right? That we had you on with, uh, I, I think I produced and yeah, it. Sam like Rand drove the bus, right? Early last season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When Mel was, uh, Mel was out of town when she was in Jamaica. I think it was. Was that one of the times you guys actually saved and posted the show? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unlike the time <laughs> when we were on the cruise and it wasn't you or I and the show didn't get saved or posted and got lost and then they re-recorded it angrily. Yeah. And then I'm like, it's right here. That was a shit show. Hey, at least uh, you guys recorded it like, on FedEx. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, uh, <laughs> what's the over-under on uh, how long it takes Sam Graham to call into the show tonight? I haven't checked my text messages. <laughs> I don't even think I don't even think he sent a bet yet. So Mel, text him and tell him you need a fucking bet and uh, text. Uh, okay. uh, Pat is driving somewhere from somewhere and he's going to try to uh, call, call in. Oh, I love it. That is fantastic. But uh, yeah, tell uh, tell Graham to stop worrying about his you know adult duties with like three kids and all that shit and fucking worry about this dumbass show. You know that's that's what he needs to be doing. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can find us wherever you get your pods. And, of course, streaming live every single Monday night. Hello to all of you out there watching. If you've got a question, shoot it over to producer Mel. She may uh, read them off as we're going through the show. I was corrected. It's not just Christian by Christian. <clears throat> okay, very good. Heard well. Look, Christian, you need to worry about your own personal struggles about how nobody can spell your name correctly. I was going to okay? say, you know, Christian, C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All the different, uh, or what he got, K-R-I-S-J-O-N, uh, Chris John. So you ju you just worry about your name being spelled correctly there, killer. We'll go ahead and drive the boat here. Drive the bus here just fine. We'll be all right. So 
Should you want to chat with us, there are many ways that you can hire them. Tell the good people how they can get in touch. Well, you can, of course, follow us on all our socials at DU Football Show. And, of course, if you want to email us, reach us at DUFootballShow at gmail.com. Very good. Oh, there was there was a struggle about if the .com was going to be said or not because young hot freshness don't say .com anymore. Us fucking boomers, apparently, are the only ones who say it. What are you talking about? I'm 50. I just look good because I'm black. <laughs> I'm the only one that works in the wine and spirit industry, but everybody here has a deep, passionate love for everything distilled spirits. I know Rob has well as a big whiskey guy, such as myself, also a feller lover of uh, gin. He takes part in the gin binges yes, when we sir. do as well. Let's go ahead and talk about what we're drinking tonight, because as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Robbie, what whiskey are we having? I believe the same one as last week, uh, Sweeten's Cove, Tennessee. No, we had something different last oh, week, but this is what we had, uh, you know, yeah, 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 you're right. Oh, my bad. Right. Yeah, oh, good. Um, it's a Tennessee because of Kentucky and Tennessee bourbons. Mm -hmm. It's finished in toasted sugar maple wood, and it comes in at 110.7 proof. Does not drink that at all. No, it does no, not no. have that kind of spice to it one no. bit. No. Now, it's two different bourbons, right? And normally if you blend two different bourbons together, you can just go ahead and call it a bourbon. But the problem being is their the the blend and then the wood that they finish it in doesn't so you can't just call it bourbon whiskey. But you can say that it's bourbon because it's bourbons that are going into it. So, but yeah, it's famously known. Everybody knows about you know Tennessee whiskey, which is the sugar maple um, mellowed a la Jack Daniels, George Dickel, all of those guys. And that's the main difference, because other than that, a Tennessee whiskey is essentially a bourbon. It's 51% corn, it's aged in brand new American white oak, it's distilled twice, it follows all the same rules. Also, geographical delineage means something, right? So Tennessee whiskey has to be made in the state of Tennessee. You can you can do a sugar maple uh, mellowed whiskey outside of Tennessee, but you can't call it a Tennessee whiskey because it's not made there. Now, this is a lovely little whiskey. It was on last year's uh, top 20 list, which, uh, by the way, all you Patreon listeners, we've uh, come up with a date. We're probably going to announce it next week to all of you on the uh, on um, soundcheck to let you know when we're going to be doing the whiskey show here at the house. Ray knows because, you know, Ray's our favorite P1 listener. <laughs> Congratulations yet again on the nuptials, Ray. Hiram, I'll make sure you uh, know the date as well. It'll be a Saturday night if you want to come over and try a bunch of fucking whiskey. And Robbie, I always invite you and you never show up. So how about you fucking show up to this one? Done. Very good. I love it. <laughs> what else should we always do when drinking, Rob? Do it responsibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Un unlike 20-year high school reunions, uh, you know, then we yeah, don't no. do it no, no. responsibly nope. at all. You got to kill time somehow. <laughs> I wasn't right. nervous about seeing anybody. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were perfectly smooth. Um, let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah, there were some big score lines. There were some massive victories. And uh, some of those games we need to oh so because why? It's got to be the North London Open the show. It's just not even a question. It's It's got to be the North London. Arsenal 2, Tottenham 2. This was a game of twos, twos boys. Yeah. Saka, responsible for both Arsenal goals. Romero, responsible for both Arsenal goals. Son, responsible for both Tottenham goals. And two, comebacks from Tottenham in this match. Rob, we go to you first as a uh, Gunner supporter. What were your uh, thoughts on the match? Um, that, I, I guess the, the answer to that question changed for me when I was watching the game because um, it's hard to not think about the amount of injuries that are stacking up. But uh, I feel like we had the front foot 
for a majority of the game and we just have guys like Kai Havertz that can't finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Chelsea guy likes that. Yeah, I mean it's uh you know, I think we deserve to win that that game. Um just fell short and uh you know, I think yes, I think that was uh Gabriel Jesus's first start. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's been nothing but positive. Um since coming back, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also ha- hasn't hit the back of the net in the Premier League yet. Right. One game. Right. It. So I'm not, not worried about that just yet, but uh, everything else between uh, Trossard going off, mm-hmm. Martinelli, now Rice, mm-hmm. Timber for the, the season. Yeah. Party and training. Right. Like Just guys on. are dropping like flies. It's not helping. Yeah, so that's been uh, difficult, but... Uh, so what is the word on um, Declan Rice? Because it was interesting. At halftime, he gets subbed off, and it didn't appear he was hurt, and it actually looked like he was kind of pissed off because he really wasn't impacting the game the way he normally does. So yeah. it felt like it was actually a, a tactical move. Which so was from the big. team, they're staying back. Um, but I know his calf was also wrapped mm-hmm. on the sideline, so I don't know if he just haven't... Uh... Who knows what it is? Right. Yeah. Um, they haven't said anything as far as the timetable either, so I don't know if that's promising or if they're just being cautious. Yeah. Well, let's we'll wait and see. Um. You know, what seemed kind of interesting is that the match did have a ton of drama and a ton of excitement, but honestly, from a third party perspective, wasn't a very good match. I mean, there was, like I said, excitement. There was goals. A lot of those goals came from mistakes. Like yeah. even the ones that Son scored, like there was the bad pass oh, from I mean, Jorginho. Jorginho like the, just so yeah. There, there was there was a ton of mistakes in the game, and then when it seemed like at this point, at about the seventieth minute, that like both sides were just like, oh, it's two two. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like, particularly for Arsenal, and, and that leads me into my next question: Is this cause for concern? How kind of. Like, there hasn't been a loss, but there hasn't been an impressive victory. It's like, yeah, great. You beat Everton at Everton. You haven't done that in a while. You didn't have a lot of chances. Like, it wasn't like it was a good, like, there's been no real impressive match so far. Yeah, no. We'll say United. We'll say the United match was impressive. But other than that, like. Well, I I don't know. I I, I would tend to disagree. Okay. Um. I think uh, the showing that we had at PSV midweek was more than strong. Okay, I'm talking about the I'm talking about. No, the I, I, I get no. that. I'm just saying the form of Arsenal mm-hmm. as a whole. I think I'm speaking to more than anything. Um, I think the injuries obviously have taken a toll on key positions that were very strong. That we now look to a guy like Tomiyasu now mm-hmm. that. Right, you're not. He, he's you're not, not expecting him to play all yeah, the yeah. time. So, you're but, expecting him to be a, so, a bit but, player, not a full time player. Right, but anyways, I, I don't think that we've hit a place in a match where I felt like we we're going to lose. <laughs> so that's good, mm-hmm. uh, because I know that attitude was very strong a couple of years ago, where we'd come off strong and then mistake after mistake, or you know, our defense wasn't the strongest. Um, I, I had doubts of where we would be mm-hmm. in a match. Whereas now, depending on who's on the pitch, I kind of have a good idea of how we're going to... We, we've been pretty consistent, is all I'm Do you Then would you... Uh, it sounds more like we're saying then that... Because um, we've been critical when City hasn't had a fast start. 
or hasn't looked impressive because City's supposed to walk all over everybody for nothing. And the way you guys started last season, I think the expectation is just the, okay, well, the best two teams are Arsenal and City, and they're going to fucking annihilate everybody. Yeah, that's and not the case. Yeah. And, at, and it, you guys are winning, but it's not impressively. It's not like it yeah. was just this you know onslaught like it was the year before. Do you just think it's maybe a growth in the club that they're learning how to win scrappy and they're learning how to not give up on matches and find a way? Um, I think they proved that last year. Mm-hmm. We had uh, quite yeah. a few didn't, last didn't prove minute. it at the end of the season. Well, but there, there were quite a few uh, matches that came down the wire and we were able to pull it off mm-hmm. last year, which I think is uh, something that has changed at least the, the fans' mm-hmm. perception of their Fair. game, um, knowing that they can do that mm-hmm. um so i mean look at the manchester united game 97th and 100th minute mm-hmm. we score right so i mean the style of play that we have we always have the opportunity to score i don't think that's ever true that hasn't been an issue for us this right. year very true even very true. even with different pieces of the puzzle i feel like the system that we have is very strong mm-hmm. it's just the being able to keep the right players in that position right to keep that cohesive unit right. doing what it does best. Fair. And that, I mean, that was last year up until a certain point. Uh, now, moving the attention a little bit more to Spurs, uh, they went ahead and put Brendan Johnson up at the top, uh, not Richarlison after Richarlison's uh, great performance off the bench. And they moved Son back out to the outside. Son seems to be able to score from anywhere, right? He's he scored when he was up top. He scored when he's on the side. And it feels like he's getting back to the player he was two seasons ago because last season let's face it other than a hat trick in one game he was woeful at best like he really wasn't putting up the offensive numbers so i direct this first to you uh Hiram. do we think spurs are better off without harry kane 100 percent. yeah reason why i say that is because they're more constructive as a unit compared to like the past few seasons where it's like okay so we still have kane up top we just really just got to give the ball to him and let him do all the work Mm-hmm. But you had to realize you also had Son at the time. Uh, Kulaveski, he's underrated, I would say, yeah. in the Prem overall, at, not just as a winger, but as a forward altogether. And then, of course, you have the uh, playmaking styles of Madison who can do whatever he can in the midfield. So yeah. it's obvious, like, they crafted something that's more suited for them this season. Like, say, say Kane stayed another year. I don't think they would have the same strong start as they had this year. Uh, thus far at most the goals will definitely be there because of course Kerry Kane he's going to put the ball behind the net right but or b- ball in the net but at the same time like he's not going to be the same player who's going to lead them to the same way as like Sun or Madison has or even yeah. what Pasuma's had done in the midfield like Pasuma's actually shocked me more this season as he as a whole because I'm like I did not expect them to play the way he did that was the one I was going to bring up is I think ultimately is that their midfielder their midfield just much stronger with Saar Saar Basuma and Madison because Sar seems to be able to play that box-to-box guy really well, do a lot of the thankless work. Basuma's perfectly good as the holding uh, midfielder but still has the ability to create where like Hoiberg is a fantastic defensive midfielder, don't get me wrong, but he's a one-trick pony. He is a I'm a third sweeper and I'm going to fuck you up if you try to come past me, right? Where Basuma has that kind of aggression, and he gets yellow cards and stuff like that, but but he also seems to have a very good creative first touch moving forward once he wins the ball. And the, the two of them doing that allows Madison to do what Madison does, 
which is just create in front of the net and it's working and it doesn't really seem to matter who the striker is. It didn't need doesn't need to be Harry Kane. Son, Kulisevsky, Richarlison, they're they're all getting goals. Uh, Rob, I know this is going to pain you uh, a lot, but uh, go ahead and uh, give us your opinions on Spurs so far this no, season. I, I think James Madison is huge. Um, I, I think nine times out of ten, that's not a goal in any other scenario or combination of players. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it was a it was a very classy goal. Um, I hated it, obviously. Yeah, but, obviously. Um, it, was, it was actually that's one of the things that I think Arsenal needs to be a little bit more. I mean, so, William Saliba is a monster, mm-hmm. um, and I think that was just maybe just one small lapse and. Yeah, the defense that uh, allowed that goal to happen because I mean that the the space that he had, Son had to make that touch because I'll call it a touch. It wasn't a shot. It was very small, and he yeah was given the opportunity to make that yeah to touch. just put it away, just put it away. Um, so I think it was, I see that and that, but I mean that's just the quality of Spurs. To be honest, mm-hmm. I mean I, I let's, it, let's be real. They 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 had possession that game. I think they won possession that game. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I think we go back and forth with that between them, but mm-hmm. obviously the Arsenal way is well, to control few, the ball and hold on to the ball. The and, last few and, seasons, it's been all you on the possession side yeah. of things and not because also the former Spurs managers have been with Conte and yeah. Jose, these very even um, uh, Nino when they had him for the uh, Espirito Santo when they had him for a little while, all very defensive minded coaches. And it seems like. Uh, this coach wants to try to let them kind of create a little free, bit yeah. more yep. um, because don't look now. They're one of four undefeated teams. Yep. And at the start of the season, we would have all said, yeah, probably city, probably um, Arsenal and probably Liverpool are probably all undefeated by this point. But Spurs yep. like yep. that sets up next week. Spurs versus Liverpool is a massive fucking match. And for the first time in a long time, I feel like, Spurs deserve to be in the conversation of the top four. Like, they, they deserve to kind of be there, where other times they've been there, and you're just like, okay, well, you got a few really talented players, but it feels like it can all fall apart at any moment, and it typically did. This somehow feels a little different for them. It, it really does for me as well. Now, for, uh, for Arsenal, when you're looking at everything, this is now two draws in the first six. And if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, AKA city, you're not doing yourself any favors. It now makes it in a couple of weeks. You got to fucking beat them in your building. You got to beat them. That's all there is to it. Yeah. I think our next match is uh, a Brentford midweek. Mm -hmm. And then we have Bournemouth on the weekend champions league and city and then city. You get so, them in your building. Yeah, so the, our, our injury situation is probably going to get worse with the amount of games that we have mm-hmm. leading up to that. Um, oh, well, they're going to be missing a key cog, which will be uh, interesting. Roger, and we'll talk yeah. about that. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get to it, too. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, what, what do you think, Hiram? You think, uh, you think Spurs are in it? Do you think they can be in the discussion this year? I've From what I've seen this season so far, I will say that it's clear to me that Lund that London's top teams is Spurs and Arsenal. Yeah. And that pains me to say, even as a Chelsea fan. Can we but, screenshot that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had to be real. Like, Spurs, I've even said this, I think, last week. Like, Spurs probably, outside of City, might be, like, one of the best teams in the Prem right now. Uh, but 
to say they're going to be top four, it's also still a wait and see because, again, it is Spurs. They might falter around December. But uh, but by the way, they're playing in the recent run of form and no European football. It's looking like a top four, top three situation for them. So the moral of the story is Spursy. Since we're all in the room, let's go ahead and chat about the rest of the host team that uh, played this weekend. Um, one feels satisfied, one feels relieved, and one must be starting to lose their patience. Everton 3, Brentford 1, Aston Villa 1, Chelsea 0. Holy shit, we fucking won a game. I forgot what that felt like. We fucking won a game. <laughs> Oh man, that was uh that was pretty massive for Everton. And honestly, watching it, it was a good team win. It felt like Everton's looked good so far this season. Um, but been on the bad end of results, aka Fulham and Wolves. And then they've looked like dog shit against uh say someone like uh Villa who just kicked the ever-loving crap out of them. But now there's been um for everton this seemed like everything they've been trying to do is actually finally starting to work uh, f- okay keep telling yourself that <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> i'm just like they're they're uh, they're all i mean i, I, I was looking I'm for like, nice words everybody's <laughs> looking for a power cord for rob i'm gonna go get the extension cord real quick no no no, no, no. i'm good i'm good you're good you're, you're sure good. you're good yeah, okay. i'm good all right all right everybody got all flummoxed for there for a moment <laughs> yeah that's why we were yeah. just talking good about everton <laughs> we didn't know what to say give me a weird feeling I, everton looked good they yeah it's, i mean it's, they, it's really fucking hard to win at brentford yeah yeah, and it's funny because worth mentioning for Brentford, Brentford ain't won at home yet this season. They've had four games, three draws and a loss now, and we'll we'll get on to them in a second. Yeah. But yeah, Everton just a nice solid team win, uh, a couple of set piece goals. Um worth mentioning, DeCorey scored that first goal and then he put the one off the post where you're like, "Fuck." And then right after he put the one off the post, Brentford equalizes on the only mistake the Everton defense makes, which for me, it's just like, fuck, of course. Like, this is how this is going to go today, right? Mm-hmm. But then on that second uh, corner, it, worth mentioning the, the keeper, the new keeper from Germany for um, for the Bees, this isn't the first time he's been having troubles with corners. And it wasn't like DeCorey was on top of him keeping him out. He just got occupied a defender and was able to move with that defender so the keeper couldn't come off of his line. Tarkovsky had an open open fucking header i mean that's inexplicable well the easiest level. ones you'll you get yep. yeah you should not yep. it should not be that easy ever and then of course dominic calvert lewin sans mask i like that he wasn't wearing his zorro batman mask thing and uh and five holes uh at the end of the match for the third goal which was nice to see and i was reading the comments on the uh the highlights of that game mm-hmm. and a funny one was uh one of the, i guess one of your supporters was scared of ducore's celebration uh-huh. He's like he might, you know, twist his shoulder and be out another six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he went I mean, he right jumped over, over DCL and yep. like landed awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that uh, certainly gives with Beto, you essentially have the same player between Beto and DCL. Tall, athletic, can win long balls. It's kind of like 
what Dyche needs in a striker. And people are kind of screaming for the two of them to play together. And it's like, they're the exact same player. Why do you want, why do you want to go to a four, four, two and limit your width? Like go with one of them and whichever one's doing the scoring, the other one, that one starts and the other one, let them have real competition. Do what Newcastle is doing with Colin Wilson and uh, Isaacs. Like competition's a good thing that makes those players work harder on the pitch. It keeps them hungry for goals. Like, now for Everton, the next couple coming up is home to Luton and home to Bournemouth. Could there be a light at the end of the tunnel for Everton? Could this start to get them out of it? And I'm not saying that this team's going to be battling for a European spot, but they seem to have the talent to be like 12th or 13th, like a normal quote Sean Dyche team. Yeah, I just want to like. So, what does it feel like to be on match week seven mm-hmm. and you have such a big? stretch of games coming up to prove that you're not in the relegation fight again <laughs> it's a it, it's unfortunate but it's true it's what it is yeah you know? yeah and and we could have helped ourselves i don't know by beating fulham at home beating wolves at home like losing to fucking arsenal fine you lost one of the best fucking teams in the league and frankly you played them really well and it took a worldly for them to yep. beat you like yeah, yeah for sure be happy with that result, as happy as you can be with a loss, right? Yeah. And and you go, okay, we go to Villa Park. We never win at Villa Park. They spanked us harder than they should have. We should be disappointed in that. But at the end of the day, eh, not bad, right? Yeah. yeah. Got the draw at Sheffield United. That's ex- just go there and don't lose when you're in that bot. But you look at those two games and, yeah, and then you say, is Everton in a relegation battle? You have to say yes because win the games you're supposed to fucking win and of course we ain't played those games yet right so we could lose to Luton and lose to Bournemouth and we're looking at ourselves at last place and everybody's going oh yeah Everton's going down so you can't give Luton their first win no I don't think they will no but who will I I think it would be Luton's first W uh, I I don't think it's going to be this week because they also have Burnley and I think Burnley's desperate for a win too and I think Burnley's going to finally get their first win why should be Wolves (laughs) Well, no, that's who they just played. They should It should have been Wolves, and they didn't. Oh, yeah, They didn't. Right. Like, they should have. And it was, Watch it be like Man City or something like something that. Really <laughs> <laughs> City at Kenilworth Road, 1-0. Oh, my God. That didn't would... they already do that? <laughs> did they already play at City Kenil- and Luton? Yeah. Have, have they played yet? Not, not at Kenilworth. No, they haven't, they haven't played each other yet. Not at, not at Kenilworth. Oh, no, that. that was a rescheduled match. No, okay. the rescheduled match is this Burnley match. This, this uh, it was... Uh, City played Burnley to open the season, beat them 3-0 at Turf Moor. I thought uh, City and uh, Luton had their match rescheduled too. Uh, because no. they were still figuring out the home uh, stand. For that. No, the, the, only, stand. the only one that's missing is is the uh, is the Burnley match. So gotcha. They, so if they played each other, they played them at the city grounds is where they played them. So. And I they think they might have. A, honestly, it all becomes a blur I, when they, you start they doing the show. I just looked at okay. it. Yep. So if you would have told me they had, I'd be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's turn our attention, though, to uh, to Brentford. As I just already alluded, they've had four matches at home, and while they're a hard team to beat in their building, they have had to come back all three times in their draws, and they've got the one, the one uh, loss now, and then they got a draw and a loss and a draw and a win on the road. They're not off to a very good start, like at all. Do and yeah and. Wepo's scoring goals, but they're also giving up goals. Do we need to start being worried about the bees? Perhaps is Ivan Tony that big of a loss? Is is losing their keeper to Arsenal? Is that that 
big of a loss? Like, you got to wonder. I was just literally about to propose the same question to you because, like, I was thinking, like, with that loss of Tony, like, it seemed like their confidence completely shattered because, like, they don't have, like, that absolute goal scorer to put mm. it um, – they don't have that goal scorer that they used to have in Tony. And then, of course, with uh, Mariah down to Arsenal, <laughs> they don't have, like, that – I would say, like, that, of course, top-level keeper yeah. that they need to, of course, keep him within the game. The new keeper is a very good shot stopper. He's horrific at corners, and they've been scored now on a couple of corners. There was two against Everton, and I think it's been two before that. So that's a big problem. It was, like, a problem to do in comparisons – De Gea with United was an insanely good shot stopper, but sucked ass coming off of his line. And that was always a problem. And that seems to be a, and teams, especially when you have a team, say like, like an Everton type that will live and die by set pieces, they will attack the fuck out of you to purposely get corners and make that keeper try to make saves. Right. But They've spaced out goals. It's not like they haven't scored goals to start the season, right? They haven't been, they only were shut out by Newcastle 1 0. Everybody else they've scored goals against. So the goals are there, but is it because it's not the talismanic point man? Like, it fe- this team feels like it should be a lot like Brighton. Like, they've always been a selling club. Like, Ollie Watkins, Neil Mope, um, Saeed Ben Rama, these are all guys who played for. Brentford in the championship like they seem to always figure out the next guy and this season that's just there's got to be some cause for concern for the start of this season wouldn't you think Rob yeah I definitely agree they they you know last year those fixtures they would have found a way to win god yeah um I mean maybe not the, I mean Palace had been in good form but you know the the Bournemouth game they should have won <coughs> And their only really good showing was against Fulham. Yeah. And yeah. Fulham's Fulham. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it just it seems it seems odd to me. And I start to wonder, you know, it's um I, I still think that there's plenty of teams worse than them, and I would say my team included is worse than them, but you know, sometimes confidence, you know how that just will start to fuck with you. And if things aren't going your way, Next thing you know, you're in a dogfight and you're trying to figure out a way to get out of it. And uh, we'll get to it. Uh, we'll get to it here in just a second as we uh, talk about your your lovely club, sir. So uh, I will say the following. It was a frantic as shit match. Oh, my gosh. The, the Chelsea Villa match. I mean, it was pretty fucking insane. Mel, if you want to join us now, you can. You don't have to. We're talking about your team. But I did want to say the following. Um, I think Outcast said it best when they said... Sorry, Nick Jackson. Ooh, I can't score goals. I ever meant to make Hiram cry. I apologize a million times. He practiced that a lot, Hiram. Have I told you I'm guys so I hate sorry, it here? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the entire I thought of that at the start of the game, and all I was thinking the entire time was, Nick Jackson, do not score a goal. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Um, but I mean, that's okay. Todd Bowley, you know, he's already got it figured out. He's already making an offer for Ivan Tony when the fucking transfer windows closed. Yeah, he's already made an offer for Ivan Tony. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> we have a fucking bonehead idiot as a rich owner for the team. You know what? Okay, let's talk about the game first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, one, I really think that 
Nick Jackson should probably come off the bench for sure. The reason why he didn't, I think, is definitely because he – it's because Broha was definitely off the – um was uh, still coming off his injury, and he's still recovering from that, even right. though he has been training for, like, pretty much ever since preseason ended. But at the same time, <coughs> I think possibly the next best effort for this in order to get Jackson to be like, hey, you need to get in position. You need to actually put some shit in the, in the goal. Put Sterling up there at that top, and then you have all the wingers to play that spot where mm-hmm. he can replace Sterling. And, of course, I've always said, like, play uh, Enzo back but, and put someone else in that 10 role. But at the same time, like, you have the different positions to mold into that 3-4-1 or 4-2-3, or whatever the fuck uh, Potch is running right now. I don't right, know. Right, But still. <sighs> <laughs> he's he's seeing the bottle being waved by I just, producer Mel right now. At least your loss was to another uh, big six club. I'll say I respect that. I would at least just, <laughs> I would I respect it was at least to Villa. So right. I'm not mad that we it lost was scrappy. to Villa. It, it was a scrappy. I match. will say though, I, and I really don't know if it's biased, but I really don't think that was a red card. I don't percent was not a red card. It's definitely not a red card at all. It was called a red card, uh, so therefore it was. Well, no think- complaints from us. VAR always right. <laughs> no, he fucking got all ball, and the follow through hit his ankle. That's not a, a malicious think, tackle. I think what we've come to though now to expect with VAR on those kind of fouls is if there is a clear image of the spikes up into the leg. They don't even think about the but like you said, he got the ball. <laughs> then and then why them. why do we fucking but, judge offsides by a cunt here? That's what they've been but that's what they've been doing. And that's what yeah. and, and the minute the minute I saw that, that on the ankle, the spikes up, you're just like, it's gonna be a red. It looked like it it's hurt. It's gonna be but a red. It wasn't a red. I, I will admit at least a yellow would have been suffice. I would have been okay mm-hmm. with getting a yellow. Well, a right? yellow was the initial was the initial. And I was, I was field, fine with that, but at the same time, I'm like, he got ball, but yeah. that's initial contact. Yes, mm-hmm. the follow through was a uh, clip in his ankle, but at the mm-hmm. same time, he touched the fucking ball. It's like a, that it's should a be a hard challenge. It's not a red. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yellow should have stayed. I I don't disagree, but knowing what the system is now and what they look at gonna be a fucking it's gonna be a red that's what they that's the minute you got that it looks like the foot is going through the guy's leg there in the and the and the foot is completely up which it was it's gonna be a fucking red and now because of that when we face fulham we don't have nico jackson anymore because he keeps fucking complaining to the refs all mm-hmm. the time now and now uh Mel Augusto, our only remaining right back is out now and mm-hmm. reese james is still recovering from injury so potch what the fuck are we doing and now? then on the left and then on the left he won't fucking play chill well and it's like he brings him in off the bench. It's like Chilwell offers the only width to your team. But I, I can, all. I can kind of understand why he does that, though. Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, of course, watching other uh, shows trying to understand, like, get that perspective and everything. I see why he's putting Colwell in that left back spot mm-hmm. because, of course, he wants a more defensive role for that left back. Chilwell is definitely more attacking. He's definitely roamed more than usual. So he's going to go ahead and uh, be able to – push up and be essentially a left winger which mm-hmm. is basically what Posh has been playing in as right right but in order for a chill to stay in that left back spot he needs to be more defensive he hasn't he is a defensive back but he's more he's more attacking based same way as Reese James as well but again you need one of those wing backs to push up Agreed. and then the other one stay back that's why we have essentially like the back three of Colwell uh, Diasi and uh, Silva mm-hmm. which definitely could change up I don't know if Chalaba is still out of injury or if he's just like 
uh, on the bench or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would definitely would love to see Chalaba back in, but at the same time, like, I don't know. There yeah. definitely has to be a better system put in place for that. Mel. Yes. Ollie Watkins finally gets a goal. I mean, he gets lots of goals. It was yeah, just but first in time the in a while. Prime. Right. It's because yeah. he did his giggles. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think we, again, we talked about that competition and Duran's been coming on oh, and yeah. getting some goals. And then in the midweek for Europe, oh, and cash. they gave Duran the start. Mm-hmm. So I think that really kind of, it just, it helps motivate a player. Well, we no, you could lose your spot if you're not performing. A lot of gentlemen with the ability to fuck. Yes, you do. I also yeah. have to say the douchebag Martinez had a, a hell of a game. Oh, oh yeah. both, he did. both keepers. God. Sanchez Sanchez made a couple of worldies. That there one was a few that he we is should have been doing. He's my favorite goal. signing this, oh. this season, even though out of the fucking 20 signs we made, he's mm-hmm. my favorite so far. Yeah. And, of course, I haven't seen him in Cuckoo because, of course, he's out, but right. we'll see how he does when he comes back. There right. was one that was just stunning. It was like, yeah, that should have been a goal. Uh, hands off to him. He had one dead to rights. Chilwell had him dead to rights in the second half, and he made a made a dandy of a fucking save. It was, yeah, both both keepers played their asses off. They were, that game should have yielded more goals than it did. And that pause, ladies and gentlemen, was Sam not wanting to say his their dicks off, because that's normally the phrase. Yeah, well, you know. And also, also though, that, uh, that uh, lack of goal production helped me hit my bet, so I'm very good about that. Oh my gosh. Um, a commenter from the Facebook group says, no. uh, is he talking about that ducky from Lambert for time, now that plays for Chelsea? Dinosaur looking ass dude? <laughs> yes, that one. That's Sam Graham. That's Sam Graham. <laughs> Of course it is. Sam Graham. Uh, Sam Graham also says, uh, hi, Rem, get that Malort down. Yeah, enjoy it. We all have that season where Malort becomes enjoyable through sheer volume consumed. I don't appreciate how you say get that Malort down, yo. (laughs) (laughs) I I think you should not appreciate that he's predicting a volume of Malort this season. Give me the fucking drink. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, All right, Chelsea, get your shit together, please. For my black ass. (laughs) Tastes like wax. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna ch- we're gonna chase it with some jerky. Oh, absolutely. That's what that's what the, the non hot- the non sponsored jerky. Yes, <laughs> that's what young hot freshness do. That's, yeah. that's, that's I told the- you I'm fifty. <laughs> that's what that's what's popping. That's what the kids be doing on the drink. Shots of my lord chased with uh, teriyaki flavored uh, jerky, Rob. <laughs> that's what's popping right now. I hate yeah. the more that I can't open this damn package, the worse it tastes. Gets. <laughs> I'm gonna give you honorary PG County citizenship. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, he's Glen Burnie, so. It's yeah, same thing. <laughs> it is PG County of the of the North, North Anne Arundel. No, no, Brooklyn. Is Brooklyn. That. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Brooklyn. <laughs> that's that that's that's pretty bad. When Glenn Murdy goes, oh, but Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 laughing, but he's got a mouth full of jerky, so he can't say anything. Um, Does this help? I tell you. Uh, Rob, how long do you think Chelsea is going to be patient with Pochettino without getting results right now? Not patient at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, which, which is interesting because if, if, if their current form continues, it's a relegation battle, right? But at some point, you got to look at you know what what's going. <laughs> <laughs> what, going what's going on? Y'all good? I was just making sure I wasn't chewing in everyone's ear. Mm-hmm. No. What what's noticeable about it though is that like they've revamped the team now three separate times for three separate managers, and at some point you gotta let the manager have a fucking 
chance. And it's like, if anybody's going to work well with young players, Pochettino is one of the fucking best at it, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, do you just go, look, wherever we finish this year, as long as it's not like fucking 15th place, we don't give a shit, right? If they're 10th, we don't care. Yeah. Just fucking just get this right. Let us see that we have a team and then we'll buy the last couple of pieces you need because if there's one thing we know about Bowley and we know this from him as the owner of the Dodgers. He does not care about a luxury tax. He does not care if there's a fine. He'll fucking pay it. He does not fucking care. And I think we all know with financial fair play, they're not going to deduct points on the big clubs. They're not going to do that to them. They won't. They're just not. Because they, they, they need them. They need them for the TV. So, And I think I think Bowley knows that, and Bowley's going to call them on their fucking bluff. So fine. Find me $100 million. I have that. I'll pay it. I don't give a shit. Oh, I've got Uncle Saudi money backing me now, too. So now I can spend even more. So I, I almost feel like for them, it's like, Run the course, beach, patient, figure out what you need because you know the owner's going to buy you whatever fucking piece you need. And, I mean, you as a Nationals fan, you know that firsthand from dealing with the Dodgers. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, you know, <laughs> Arsenal went through that as well after Arsene Wenger left. Mm -hmm. I mean, we went through a number of managers without giving no time at all to implement a system some real put, shitty, put their culture some on, really the, on the squad like that cost you a lot of money a, too. yeah uh, and so i don't know maybe maybe potch is the guy that is for us our arteta that was able to you know dig his heels in and, and make a positive noticeable change uh but i, I mean i think uh arteta didn't start like he has right. at chelsea so it's hard to that's why i say like yeah i think maybe he might be on the fence but i get what you're saying yeah i just don't know if that's i think it's more of because like how low can you go i guess is the mm -hmm. question <laughs> i think it's more of like bully expects immediate success just because he knows chelsea has of course like the i think it's supposed to be like in the historically best team in london or something like that mm. um he expects, oh, okay, we're going to have that same success. We're just going to bring in all the young prospects that's immediately going to bring us, like, not revenue, but more wins and more trophies, which will in turn turn into revenue. But at the same time, you have to realize it takes time and patience to let things go through. When we got Grand Parter last year, I was like, okay, interesting, but let's see how this goes. Of course, it didn't pan out the way we all expected to, and – one that may be because of injuries and it also could just be just lack of play that was going on for the team overall but at the same time Bowley is expecting that immediate success and thinking like, okay 10 games in we had to have 10 wins no draws no losses that's not how it happens in the prim it takes a total system for it to go through I'm pretty sure with Pep it didn't take him like the immediate success to get that trouble he got his trouble like what 10 almost 10 years until his uh, term in um, City though so yeah. it's obviously going to take that time for him to get to for Posh to get to that point where he's going to become that next level. For me, I'm always still trying to figure out why the fuck we five Tunchul, which is still I still understand, but I kind of don't at the same time. But it's more of just it's definitely politics for that. But at the same time, as far as a game plan and managing perspective, just give Posh a chance. Like let him play out to January. If you don't see he's fit till then, that's when you make the move. 
I, that's my honest opinion. I think. Yeah, you know? I, I think it's easy to um, allow an American owner to be so ignorant to think that you should be ten zero zero after 10, 10 weeks of the Premier League um, when you have twenty teams that are not. You know, if you have like, for instance, Luton Town, their their odds of staying up are very low. They're still fighting, yeah, every game to stay up. And in American sports, you don't necessarily have that. Yeah, um, you know, in as you said, Rob, Pochettino has impacted Chelsea in a very important way. They forgot how to score fucking goals. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Manchester City two, Forest nil. Palace nil, Fulham nil, Luton one, Wolves one, Man U one, Burnley nil, Brighton three, Bournemouth one, Liverpool three, West Ham one, Newcastle eight, at least it wasn't nine like Southampton, Sheffield nil. Um, Man City dominate early and then Rodri gets a boneheaded red card at the uh, start of the second half and it wasn't only till then that Forrest seemed to finally come out of their shell but... Even then, it was this was very comfortable, very comfortable for City. I think it's because they see. You have to be real. Rodri's like the cog in their machine that pretty much like turns the whole wheel as to making everything go for a City. You, you pretty much played through Rodri, but not in the sense like he's like the central presence for it. Like yeah, right. he's their defensive midfield and he's playing the center and he's making all the dishes and of course scoring the goals whenever he can. But at the same time. That is a massive loss for uh, City. Like, outside of Holland and maybe De Bruyne, he was their best player last season. Mm -hmm. So you have to think, like, with him gone, there's possible chances for us to advance and maybe get through that midfield easier than it has been throughout the first half. Oh, I mean, it's huge. It's huge because the third game, like, the next two, they should be okay. But that third game is at the fucking Emirates against Arsenal. That's fucking massive. That is especially if hopefully Declan Rice is not too terribly injured and you have Declan Rice. Where you've lost to them the last two times last season was because you didn't control the midfield. If there's no Rodri, there's no De Bruyne, you will control that midfield against them. Yeah. And that, that'll be big. That'll be very big. Um, <clears throat> Forrest seemed to want to try to play this like, we're just going to put everybody behind the ball and hopefully you don't score. And then they scored and they went, well, we're going to keep everybody behind the ball and hopefully you don't score again. And then they scored again. <laughs> and it just, it, it's just not a good recipe. You need to be cautious of, you know, a team like City, but you still have to keep them honest. It's a put pressure on You them, have yeah. to counterattack. If you win that ball, you need to quickly go. You got to right. try to earn some set pieces where you can get everybody up and you... Like, that's, you know, now it didn't work out well for Fulham, but in the first half it did, and they played them yeah. tough, and they, but this is what you got to do to them. And, fuck, I, you know, I just don't see who's better than City right now. Just watching the way they're playing as a whole, and everybody's missing people. They're missing people, too, and they're still just seemingly just working everybody. Doesn't it seem that way? I mean, to be fair, they have two starting squads yeah. mm -hmm. of course of course um um moving on uh palace and fulham uh fulham had the better chances to convert but fulham ain't converting like they're just not and honestly when when it's all said and done it isn't this kind of what we expected out of this match either like a nil nil or a one one maybe somebody wins one nothing and it, i mean the 
the game kind of lived up to exactly what we expected it to be. I mean, Fulham hasn't been as convincing this year as they have last year, obviously. Mm-hmm. So to see it go nil-nil the way it did, especially against Palace, like you said, it's expected. Like, Palace, usual, finishing 11th, same year. There's a tradition at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing really more you can expect from that. You know, I, I tell you, the, the fun thing is, it's a good thing for Fulham, is they got the West London Derby coming up, and they took, you know, four points off their rivals last year, and... Well, the rivals can't score goals, so I think they'll be okay on uh, Monday, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just kicking a man while he's down. Luton and Wolves. Uh, I got to tell you, interesting stat that uh, Graham actually gave to me. Luton right now, at the point they are in the season, if they did this every six games for the remainder of the season, they will end up on seven points. That is four worse than Darby's County's piss poor year of 11 I, if ever there's a game you're gonna win you're at home against a team that's having a difficulty scoring and probably gonna be in the relegation battle and they went down to 10 men and then you go in down the first to them half, yeah. and then you go down to them you go down one nothing to them I mean is Luton just hapless yeah yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I, I I feel like I'm just like, I'm looking at their schedule and going, well, maybe they can beat Sheffield at home. Like, that's really, that's, I mean, who else are they going to beat? They can get some draws, sure, but who else are they going to actually beat? I don't think they're going to beat anybody. Yeah, I, I haven't seen them too much this year, but... Uh... Given the results, it's hard to say. Um, they could the the red maybe Chelsea, I, yeah, later yeah, in yeah. the year probably beat Chelsea, yeah, be, probably beat Chelsea at the bridge. The the thing that's uh, worth mentioning the uh, red card that happened. Yes, the Luton player goaded him and was holding him on the ground. But at the end of the day, don't kick a dude in the ding ding. <laughs> like, you know what's coming. Yep. And uh, for Wolves, I, I think it's become very apparent this drink is stirred by Neto. Like it, it's it's Neto. It's it, what he does will be one hundred percent how Wolves do, do yeah. and if they survive or not is really based on the performances of Neto, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, Man U and uh, Burnley, I mean, it's a win. Should we be impressed? That match was awful to watch. Uh, but hey, 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 big, big thing worth noting. Onana did make an actual save. <laughs> 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 he, he he dove and knocked the ball away with both hands. It was really impressive. It was <laughs> the only time he was called on, and you're just like, oh, wow, great. Look at, Good job, buddy. Look at that. D- doing your fucking job. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely not a dude I'd walk up to and want to fight, though. Oh, fuck no. Uh, now I am interested to see what they're going to be like as the side gets healthy, because they, they're definitely missing a ton of people right now. And getting Casemiro back is huge. Yeah. But for them, depth is everything, and the ability to rotate players is everything. And when they don't have that, you can tell they're really hurting. Yep. Um, gotta say, uh, 
dominating from the seagulls right like even though they went down one nothing to uh the cherries uh on uh, on a bad mistake from their keeper to just decided to go oh hey my team wears blue and white stripes i'm gonna pass it to the guy that's wearing the red and black stripes <laughs> <laughs> um but after that, uh, uh, your boy, don't worry, Bully's going to buy him for $150 million next season. Uh, Matoma with a brace and two, and those two goals were mm. fucking beauts, man. Mm. That that tap-in that he did, that he curved around the keeper, and then that header, too. Oh, they were a couple of beauties. I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at the $150 million. <laughs> You're laughing because you know it's true. It is, it I mean, is. It will be deferred over 355 years, but it's going to be $150 because that, that's how Bully rolls. Especially if it's coming from Brighton, too. Oh, God, yeah, he's going to spend <laughs> the money on that. Um, and worth, worth mentioning, too, here is looking at the top eight clubs, it's like, all right, so you've got the four undefeateds with, with City, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Tottenham, but... Brighton, Villa, Newcastle, and West Ham are the rest of that top eight. It's going to be very hard for teams like United and Chelsea, if they don't get their shit together, to be in the conversation for Europe. I was about to say, that sounded so weird without hearing those two names in there at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I mean... West Ham, and we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about them now with their loss to Liverpool. We know what West Ham's going to be. They're going to be defensive. They're going to counterattack. The, it's not going to be pretty football, but you know what it is going to be? It's going to be fucking effective football. Like, what David Moyes does has never been attractive, but it fucking works. Mm. And it's working right now, too. And it's, yeah, they've lost two on the bump, but those two on the bump were to fucking Liverpool and Manchester City. Like, if you're going to lose two on the bump, those are the two to fucking lose, right? And and for Liverpool, it's odd because last week, midfield looked completely confused. No idea what the fuck they were doing. This week, midfield looked fucking brilliant. <laughs> I, I'm still bewildered. It is, Rob, how much of a Liverpool have you gotten to see this season with this, like, I mean, literally completely new midfield? Yeah, I'd also like to say I think a, a lot of uh, even Liverpool fans had started to question Salah a little bit, and it is very mm -hmm. apparent that he is all creator, um, and is very he's been ridiculously effective this year already. So I think those questions can start to tamp down a little bit. Uh, oh. But yeah, I, I I totally agree. They they are I, I'm not I'm not going to say they're back to what, where they were three mm -hmm. four years ago, but they're they're going to be a, a top four contender no doubt there I think. I think they're absolutely a top four side and i think they're one of those teams that'll be in the discussion for a while before city runs away with it you yeah. know but they'll, they'll be they'll be in the discussion they yeah. will be they yeah and i just hope my be. boys can stay away from that kind of fight yeah right it's uh are we really i i think two and three are it's a battle between arsenal and liverpool yeah. I, I really do that I, I mean, now that's not that. it's in unless of course in two weeks you beat City, then it's a completely different conversation. You know, it's a very different conversation. But at this point, uh, even even if Liverpool doesn't get it right, they still find ways to fucking win. So that's as as long as you're getting the results, that's all that really matters, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then finally, allow me to say the following: mm -hmm. Sharp played ninety minutes, Livermento played twenty minutes, Tenali played twenty minutes, Barnes played twelve, and um, Hall played nine. It's easier for me to save those five players 
than the remaining players who scored either a goal or had an assist in this fucking game. <laughs> Eight different goal scorers for Newcastle. Yeah, I, I watched this game live, and uh, it was just so apparent. They were uh, on different galaxies of football quality. Here's the they didn't score the first goal till like the 20th fucking minute. Yeah. Like Sheffield had chances. <laughs> it was yeah. like, and and then no. Nope. No. No. <laughs> Is it bad that I felt embarrassed for Sheffield at all? It was just god. <laughs> it was I mean again it's no Southampton twice but you know it's <laughs> Boys, do we think Heckenbottom's the first to go? Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm starting to think so. Like, he was very vocal after the Tottenham match about how the officiating was for everything, and this is in your building, man. Last name is Heckenbottom. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Now, see, that is one of those kind of lowbrow quality jokes that Mr. Graham would really appreciate. Sure money. All right. Well, um, I know I hit, and I also know Mr. Graham hit, which I'm sure in his uh, his email will have all that lovely little bits for it. Um, Mel, if you're going to let Hiram read Kitty the Chicken, hand it to him, but don't hand it to him right until the moment of... Uh, impact we like him to i don't just put it on the nuts (laughs) (laughs) that's right can of nuts (laughs) can of nuts chasing your malort with fucking teriyaki jerky that's what's popping in the streets fuck you that's how (laughs) chelsea fans roll all right so uh i hit again that's two in a row that's called a winning streak it's been known to happen before hiram that's a movie i'm quoting and it's a movie that probably was out before you were born it's possible yeah and, I, I, and if Rob doesn't know this movie, I'll be very dude, disappointed. I'm not good no, at no, this. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you the movie, <laughs> okay. and I know you know. It's from Major League. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know that movie. <laughs> um, but I am, now, movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I am now up $378. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Rob, did you know that 40% of the time, it, it works, works 100% time, of the yeah. time, baby? <laughs> 40%. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, how about that? I'm, uh, he's much better than the normal, like, Lowering the bar. 10% I'm normally at. <laughs> uh, I think I'm, like, two away from matching my win total of last year, which was, uh, which also, the two I currently have is more than any that Sam had last year because he went 0 for 37. Mm. Um, so this week, I am doing a four way parlay of favorites. I am taking City, Arsenal, Newcastle and West Ham all to win at plus 274. Not going anything too crazy. Just try to keep staying in the black. So uh, do we have uh, Pat with us? Awesome. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. So, uh, Patty, tell me your uh, opinions on Notre Dame. What, rushing fucking three guys on second and uh uh, 17 or wow you're going all the way back to that yeah well i just like saturday i'd already forgotten about that uh well i just like to remind you of tough losses and uh you know and when i say tough losses everybody i mean tough losses in the wallet not yeah, tough dude, losses I, on I, the game i didn't even have a bet on that game and i felt bad <laughs> i mean it's fucking second to 17 why are you rushing three guys and just letting them pick apart your defense uh, that's fucking ridiculous man i lost so much money on that fucking game and uh, well whatever nice. it is uh, so, so how did you how did you fare? 
What do you mean? Uh, for, well, for, <laughs> for the prime. Always gold. Didn't you pick uh, Spurs to win, right? So you missed on that, right? I, no, 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 I picked uh, something weird. It was a two one. They had to win by two one, three one, or four one, and I would have won. It was like plus nine hundred or something. Oh, okay, got so, it. So you missed. It, it was like an exact score. So <laughs> right. once Arsenal went up uh, two goals, it was, that was that was dead. Okay, so what are you sitting at now? What's your what's your spot in the money? Uh, minus one hundred. Minus one hundred. Okay, very good. So what you got? What what do you got? You're doing pretty good. I am doing all right, but Graham hit his bet, so he's going to be ahead of me. Oh really? Yeah, he, oh, he's going to be ahead of me. Uh, yeah. That's that's all right. Uh, I he, he'll he'll do some fucking nine game parlay and fuck it all off soon enough, so I'll be fine. I'll just for like five straight weeks. Right. You are right. Precisely. So slow and steady wins the race. I'll be okay. Yeah. I'll be perfectly fine. Exactly. What do you got for us this week? All right, well, I'm going along the same lines as you. I'm going to do a favorite parlay as well, but I'm going five games. So I'm going to play, uh, pick United, Everton, Newcastle, West Ham, and City on a $100 bet that uh, nets me 490 Okay, very good, very good. I, I played my fucking Everton bet, uh, like I said in the end of my email last week, and, yep. and I would have I called that one. Yep, yep. Uh, it, we can't give you credit for it because it's not an official bet, but it is worth saying. You did you did say in your email, you said Brentford was going to lose to Everton. I, you said it was going to be Everton's first win of the season, and you called that. I was toying with the notion of fucking around with the uh, Everton-Luton game and adding that into a bet, but I just didn't want to put that <laughs> juju over my team's head and just guarantee Luton's first win of the year would be at uh, Goodison by me betting on it, so I stayed away from it, so... We're okay there. Huh? Going back to Saturday, it's just like I knew Oregon was going to whoop Colorado's ass, but did I put any money on that game? No, of course not. Of course I didn't put money on that game. I put money on uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pat, great to hear from you again. I know it's been a, a little bit of a wonky schedule, so it's yeah, awesome to have yeah, you back on again. Well, you know, I got kids and sports and stuff like that. But, yeah, no, I'll be on a lot more regular. All right. So uh, just one last thing, uh, Pat. Don't bet on your kids' sports, okay? <laughs> All right, we'll, t- we'll talk next week, brother. Be good. All right, see ya. All righty, Mel, what do you got for Mr. Graham's bet? All right, so uh, Graham says, I'm up now, 886. I might stay away since it's my best Graham. I don't know what I'm doing here. Rob's I think like, it sounds spot fuck? on, right? Yeah. Totally. Keep it keep uh, going. I may stay away since it seems to be more profitable than being on uh, the pod. <laughs> it's laughing faces with the crying emoji. So I figured that's what it sounded like. Anyway. I mean, because Graham's a comedic fucking genius. Here's a high five since my last victory. City over Wolves. Newcastle over Burnley. Arsenal over Bournemouth. West Ham over Sheffield. And Everton over Luton pays a whopping plus 529 on pretty damn straightforward results in my book. <laughs> I like it. I like that picture you're putting up there, Hiram. That's that's fucking brilliant. Oh, absolutely. Um, now, now <laughs> I can't forget to love it. this face. What's, what sucks there is he took the exact, I think the exact same bet as fucking uh, Pat, and it's the exact same bet I have minus Everton Luton. Fuck all of you for putting that <laughs> Luton's but what first, did the chicken pick? I'm, I'm sorry, going back. Luton's first win is going to be against Everton. No, it's going to be against Everton, honey. Oh fuck! You got to close Goodison out the right way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, In fact, fuck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. How do I place money? Because I'm gonna place money on. Never mind. Let's do the chicken. Go get him, stud. Ah, <laughs> oh, all right. Back at it again with another one. <laughs> 
Uh, Kitty lost the second in a row, and now she is at two and three. So I visited Kitty in the coop and gave her Burnley hosting Luton. Uh, Kitty showed me a picture of her hanging out at the Super Bowl party with Snoop Dogg and J.J. Watt. That's a weird combination, but all right. Uh, she also assumed I would be reading this so quickly that she would could slide in the fact that J.J. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> So she could slide in the fact that JJ left supporting Chelsea to go. Oh, fuck off. They'll be an owner of Burnley. Uh, that couple with Snoop being a clarinet too means she is picking Burnley to get their first win of the season. Please remember to please remember to gamble legally and responsibly. <laughs> Perfectly done, sir. Perfectly done. All right. I well, hate you. Uh, Fucking masterclass. <laughs> I, I t- that is great a trolling, Mr. Houston. Uh, well, see, uh, Kitty's ghostwriter um, had a conversation with Kitty, and Kitty said, definitely slip the jab in there and slide in a sentence and just see if Hiram reads it cold. And uh, it, it worked out all right. <laughs> Dude, I would have fucking read it word for word. Uh, no, I did. I just, just took a shock at it. Um, I love it happening to somebody else. La- last last week, uh, when we gave it to him, um, it was about five sentences, I think. Think he read it in a half a second <laughs> <laughs> so that's why i slipped it in there because i just figured he'd be reading so fast he'd read it and he would just wouldn't even register in his head and he would just like wait till he was done and go oh wait he made a jab at chelsea <laughs> <laughs> oh boys thank you very much for joining us tonight um hire many uh parting words yeah uh go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> that and uh this <laughs> but uh no in serious no um yes uh of course if you guys aren't aware i'm also with the naptown fan cast so if you guys haven't heard that along with me and big sam uh please go check that out uh we already wrapped up our first season so we'll probably be having some stuff in the works for the off season maybe mm-hmm. yep but we got some stuff planned definitely go check that out uh <laughs> if you also want to hear some shenanigans from the young hip crowd i guess if sam wants to call Excuse it me. young hot freshness young hot freshness i'm <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry <laughs> Really it's my young be, ears fucking it up. It really does be like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> be grown and listen, motherfucker. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm trying to be grown and pay these bills. All right, so uh, definitely go God, check your, out your my other podcast. So your elders is appalling. <laughs> Where do you think I learned it from? <laughs> I learned it from you, uh, Dad. <laughs> But uh, yeah, if you guys definitely want to check out some young shenanigans, come check out my podcast along with me and two of my other 20-year-old friends. Uh, show called Really Be Like That. Uh, check us out. And I'm also thinking about starting a sports podcast, all sports all together. So Fantastic. Definitely Love check that out. I'll probably be doing some streaming with that as well. So I'll probably have Big Sam as there on the guest. I'll be have Rob as there. On there as a guest as well, so yeah, love it. Check it out. I'll probably be starting that in October. It'll be called Time Man United. Uh, it's basically just a play on the my both my parents' name. I put it together. Um, mm-hmm. Tania, Damien, Time Man. I like it. Yeah. It works perfect. So definitely go check that out. Uh, Robbie, any uh, parting words at all? Nope. Very good. <laughs> well, then I'll I'll steal your second for just a moment. Um, Spain Soccer Federation. Seriously, fuck you. Like, okay, so you you, you got rid of the coach. The, the head stepped down, and here it is, an opportunity for goodwill. Um, your your players have been through a little bit, just a fucking little bit. They still managed to win you a World Cup. <clears throat> Unlike other national teams, in Spain particularly, and this applies to both the men and the women, you are not allowed to turn down duty. If you turn down duty, 
you can be expelled. And you would think right after the World Cup, right after they've won, right after all the bullshit they've been through, maybe they don't want to answer questions. Maybe they don't want to sit in press conferences. Maybe they don't want to fucking play. Maybe they just want to be happy that they won a World Cup and not have to deal with the fucking circus that's been going on around them. But no, you made them all show up. None of them answered questions. They all looked sad. They looked like the ladies just, they looked upset. You should be fucking enjoying what you're doing. You're a professional footballer. You're a professional footballer that just won the most prestigious trophy in the world. And you just look defeated. And that's not their fault. That's the fucking Spanish Federation's fault. Take a look at yourselves for a second and understand you've got fucking human beings here. They're not just machines. And let them fucking recover from all this bullshit. Same thing if this was the men and this kind of bullshit was going on, you should do it. It's just, it's, it's so fucking aggravating. And it just seems like every step Spain takes is just to kind of fuck over these ladies. And it's like a lot of times you feel like, ah, maybe it's just a bit too much. Maybe, maybe everybody's overplaying it. In this case, we're not like, they're just assholes. They're fucking assholes. Like just God, please. Can you just let these fucking ladies get a moment's fucking rest from all the bullshit that happened and let them be happy about winning a fucking world cup. God, um, D-back, just please, please, Spanish Soccer Federation, don't be a fucking cunt. Please, just stop it. It's not that fucking hard. Uh, with all that being said, next up is injury time, where we're going to talk about the beers we've been drinking. We'll go ahead and check in on our adopted club, Hiberian, talk a little fantasy, and preview the next week's action. Should somebody want to find injury time, Mel, how do they go about doing it? Well, you can look at patreon.com forward slash do you football show but let's be honest you're not going to do that so just scroll right now take your little finger hit the follow button if you haven't already done that hit the like button the subscribe button whatever it is and then keep going and you'll see link to our show the deep drip shack our patreon all of our socials so yeah check us out come find us be obsessed couldn't have done it better myself, my dear. Well, that's why you have me. If only you were paying attention to the uh, point of the show where I was talking about all the people who didn't score. Hey, guess what? That part doesn't exist right now. Until <laughs> next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!